Hello and welcome to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am chatting with founders of Cookville Creative, Luke Ramey and Casey Lemons. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Thanks for you. having us. So what is Cookville Creative? What services do you provide? We are a production studio. We do video, we do audio, we do photos. We can do just about anything that is needing to be done in the production world. Yeah, and actually in this last year we added uh, animation illustration. So yep. if you've uh, ever wanted that animated video done, we've we, got it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How did this idea to create Cookville Creative come to you? Well, I, I guess I'll start with the origin story. Yeah. Of, um, uh, we, we had just moved, me and my wife had just moved into town and uh, started going to a church and uh, my wife, recognizing that I was lonely and had no friends, uh, <laughs> saw on the sign that they were needing help for production at the church, and she signed me up against my will, um, which then led me to meeting Luke, who was running the media stuff at the church, and started working together a little bit. And after that, we became friends, and Luke kind of had the idea of having a creative space together. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really thought that Cookville was getting big enough that we could have our own commercial video studio here. Like it could happen. And there are some studios in town. I mean, obviously, you know, um, you guys probably have some, some place to film and, and WCTE is here in town and mm -hmm. they create some content. There's some other but places that you could actually rent out the videographers could use as a studio right here in their own town. That was kind of my, my original thought was not that honestly, when I, when I talked to Casey about it, was not that we would do a lot of content creation, but that we would have a space that content creators could come in and use. Mm -hmm. And that pivoted some. Um, and so now we create a lot of content <laughs> between the two of us. But um, but 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 that was really the the original idea and still the idea. We love it when creators come in. You know, our studio's been being rented today and was yesterday and tomorrow. And so we love it when people can come in and use our space. What is your space like? Are there sets? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got um, in our main shooting space, there are six unique sets that yep. you can you can do and you can customize those however you want to you know we've got white walls shiplap uh, you know walls we got infinite black we've got a green, green screen set that's mm -hmm. actually it's got a green screen floor and everything so you can do full green in it um yeah we've got a lot we've got a lot of different options and we keep some set pieces around like some furniture you know what i mean that you can move in and mix and match but a lot of times sets are brought in you know people bring in set pieces so yeah, yeah. That, that's ranged from anywhere from doing just a live production in the studio, switching cameras between the sets, or just someone coming in and wanting one little shot done and setting it up how they want it. Yeah, one of the things we didn't think we would get into that we did, we never thought we would be a broadcast studio. No. Like, that was never even on our radar when we started. Um, it was definitely going to be somewhere where we shoot, then we do post-production. But then when COVID hit mm -hmm. in 2020, all of a sudden, all these clients that we have – a lot of them in the nonprofit area, they're like, hey, we can't do an in-person fundraiser this year. We can't do our in-person events this year. Can you help us do them, you know, remote? And and we're like, okay. And so we took a deep dive into what does it mean to be a broadcast studio? Mm -hmm. And then we outfitted our studio for that. And so now we can do live broadcast, multi-camera, multi-set um, broadcast right from our studio. And we do, we do, you know, whether it be a conference over a weekend or a retreat or single night events, um, we, we can do that with green screen replacement. I mean, the whole, the whole works. We're, we're, yeah. we're a little more powerful than you'd think we would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Technology's come a long way. It has, really it has. Easy. And y'all yep. launched in 2019, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a perfect time right before the <laughs> pandemic for yeah. a business like yours when remote yeah 
became the only way. It was the only way. And it, mm. it's one of those things where like, you don't, you don't really think, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of barriers that came about because of COVID, even in our business, Yep. because it changed when we could get together, how we could get together, that sort of thing. But also it helped our business in that we were providing a resource that people needed. I mean, it was, we were able to solve problems for people um, that they didn't even think that they would ever have to solve, you know, and mm -hmm. I bring up the nonprofit and fundraisers. I mean, that was huge. I mean, there's, you know, if you're from the Cookville area, you know, you've got that fall season where every nonprofit has their dinner, you know, yep. Yep. which is great. And, and, you know, we support a bunch of them, but, but that a lot for a lot of those organizations, that's where they raise 80% of their funds. And so to all of a sudden not be able to meet in person and do that, how do you fix that? And we were able to help out a few different organizations um, that year, specifically 2020, to uh, to to still make it work. So, yeah, yeah, and actually, uh, two of them actually raised more money yeah. um, through our broadcast than what they ever did in person, and really? they didn't spend money on a meal. So right. it was actually yeah. a huge, right. was a yeah. significant <laughs> portion of what you were hoping to make. Yeah, know, spending on feeding people. So. Yeah, we should have charged them more. Uh, <laughs> that's what I said to do. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it does cut the cost it if does, you're not yeah. having to yeah. rent out a, a huge venue and yeah, cooks and yeah everything. Well, and and I think our services overall too beyond, beyond live events, um, but anything we do, we're a pretty affordable service compared mm -hmm. to if if you're a business out there that has gone out and done quotes for marketing videos or talking head videos or explainer videos or anything like that you're going to find that we're a whole lot more affordable. And I think for some people, when we were starting out, people just didn't believe it. <laughs> like yeah. we got a lot, we got a lot of not returned calls because they're like, that can't be real. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you didn't understand what we needed or whatever, but the truth is we do. Most people, you know, if you're hiring a video production company out of, you know, Atlanta, Nashville, Knoxville to come in, a lot of the expense is in that travel. Um, and from being out of town and they're pricing for a different market than what we're here in Cookville. And we price appropriately for the Cookville market for businesses operating in Cookville. And that allows us to be more affordable. What is your typical client or do you have a typical client? Oh, that, that ranges a lot. <laughs> um, like there, there's been several nonprofit organizations that have mm -hmm. contacted us, but then um, pretty large companies, I would say, yeah. have contacted us for little videos and then you know, little startups, um, medical devices. have Medical devices, yeah. We've yeah. we worked on uh, video for medical devices. Yeah, it varies. Yeah. You know, one of the first real projects we worked on there in 2019 that really forced us into getting a studio and launching was a uh, YouTube creator that needed mm -hmm. us to do a cooking show. And so we, one of our first projects, and honestly, I wish it was a project now instead yeah. of then because yeah. we are so much better now, but um, <laughs> and it was good. Then. It was, it was good then. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of our first projects was producing this YouTube channel of a vegan cooking show. Yeah. yeah. That, that was our first one. And so, yeah, yeah our clients are all over the board. I, I feel like we work with all kinds of people with all kinds of different needs. You know, this year, um, this last year, we, we got to do this partnership with uh, UCHRA in town, mm -hmm. um, and they kind of brought us in as kind of a on retainer with them to do video work. And so we've gotten to work in all different areas with them, and that's been fun. Uh, that's been a good good partnership. We worked with the Herald Citizen um, last year as they were trying to roll out more video, um, and, and we really started with them. We're like, we'll do a one-year deal with you so you guys can learn how video works and see if it works on your platform because they'd never done it before. And that was just a great year of like, just learning how can we be used it we don't have a 
news background. Like that's not, mm-hmm. you know, so it was very, we don't produce video like the news produces video. And so it was a great learning experience for us on, on what do, what do the, what does this type of customer need? Um, and, and that's, that's been good for us. So yeah, we have a little bit of everything and I think it makes us better because of it. Um, we do a fair amount for schools in town too. There's yeah. a few schools that we've done some work for. Um, yeah. You mentioned you've had to learn a lot and I feel like with media, the only way you can learn is to do it. You yeah, just have absolutely. to shoot something and see what works, right? Yeah, you're yeah. never gonna know until you try. Yeah, yeah. My, 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 my big, well, yeah, my, my big spill for anytime I'm talking to someone starting up is first you have to just make something. It doesn't. Yeah, it's gonna be 100%. terrible. It's gonna be awful. That's fine. <laughs> yep. But first, you just have to make it. And especially when it comes to video, if you want to learn fast. It's not just shooting something. You need to learn how to edit it because then you're going to see what you did wrong. And then once you go back and film again, you're going to be thinking about the edit and then you're going to shoot better. And then you're going to come back and you're going to edit better. And it's just going to keep building off of each other much faster than if you're just learning one aspect um, of the job. But and, and in video production, it is really, really common to know just one side of it absolutely. and really hone the ex, your experience in just one side, either shooting, you know, you have DPs, you know, directors of photography, mm-hmm. uh, really just focused on shooting. And then you have editors kind of branch off. And and one of the things in, that Casey brought to it, and really I've learned a lot of what almost all of that I know about <laughs> video is from Casey. And, and what he brought to me was, hey, if you edit what you shoot, you learn to shoot better. And if you shoot what you edit, you learn to edit better. And and, and he's 100% true on that. And we do, we do all of our shooting and editing in house. Um, and so we do both of them. And so we're real efficient. Um, that helps keep our costs down too. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you're a lot faster. If, like, if you, if you go out to shoot a job and you were there, you saw it and you're building the story of the shoot in your head so that as soon as you go, go back to the computer and you can immediately build it, Yeah. then it's just, so much faster than trying to pass it off on somebody because if it's you know it, on a, a long shoot um a two-day shoot you've got 12 hours of footage maybe from one camera maybe from another um what you're ending up kind of if you send that off what you're actually doing is forcing someone to sit down and watch 24 hours yeah worth of footage, of footage. Mm-hmm. So, that's so much right so but if i already know like if I can immediately start watching a clip and remember, that's the bad take. Yep. Move on. That's the bad take. This is the one that worked. I, I know what all those clips are, and I can move along a lot faster that way. So, and we work really hard. It's been it's been a commitment of ours to keep costs down. We mm-hmm. want to be affordable. Um, we're not looking to nickel and dime people. We're not looking to move people's budgets up. We want to fit within where their budget is now. And because of that, over the last few years, we've found out the best way to keep our costs down is to figure out how we can be more efficient. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of tools that are in the field with us. A lot of times we take a, we have a little travel broadcast switcher. We take it with us. And if we're doing a multi-cam shoot on something, we switch while we go because it's, we basically get to edit as we're going and that saves time in the edit process and saves our clients money. And so it's things like that, that you don't normally see out of a production house that does the mm-hmm. quality of work we do. But we want to be more efficient so we can fit in those Cookville bud- budgets, and we have. Yeah. So. And a lot of that, too, is not just they're talking about that switcher specifically. Yeah. Uh, it's just paying attention to, like, the new technologies that have been mm-hmm. coming out so that we can be more efficient. Because before that new switcher came out, we couldn't do something like that yeah. because uh, essentially every cut that you were making would be baked in. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you made a mistake, well, 
it lived there. But yeah. since that came out, we were able to actually fix it and post and make adjustments. And so that's what made those kind of edits possible for yeah, us. Yeah, good tools, knowing how to use them. More with Cookville Creative right after the break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Hello and welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am chatting with founders of Cookville Creative, Casey Lemons and Luke Ramey. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Before the break, we touched on technology and new technology that you're constantly having to acquire and learn how to operate. What's that like to stay on top of the trends and the technology as well? Time consuming. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot of news articles, reading, keeping up with um, events like this this next week. Um, there's an event going on, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. So I'm already Ooh. kind of keeping my eye out on the Sony booth for uh, any new lenses or anything that they might be announcing. But um, yeah, a lot of it is just trying to keep up with what's happening and understanding what needs to be bought, what's actually going to be helpful and not just very quickly, uh, photography and video can become a toy that you're just buying really expensive toys. Um, you know, certain things can cost thousands of dollars. So trying to run a business efficiently, trying not to uh, make useless purchases. The world has changed with technology. And I, I would say on a greater scale, too. I mean, I get, you know. When you start a video production company, you're thinking there's a lot of creativity involved. You're going to be thinking through what storylines are and and mm-hmm. how story develops over the over the video or the whatever you're, you're producing, and and that's really a creative concept. But gear, video gear, is not a creative concept. It's very much a practitioner, you know, very um, inline type. I, I don't know. It's a different way of thinking. And so when when you're a small outfit like us that are trying to keep costs down, we kind of have to be able to do both. I have to be able to sit down with a client and talk about what their story and vision is, you know, that's generally a lot bigger than their budget and a lot bigger, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot bigger scale than what they we've got time for. We're trying to do a 30 second Hulu commercial, but we've got, you know, eight <laughs> right. hours of content, you know, you need and, a hundred foot crane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, things like that. But, 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 I think that's a good partnership between Casey and I. I'm I'm definitely probably the first one to talk about story and the first one to talk about what is this going to look like as far as you know, how will it flow. Um, and Casey sends me three texts a day with links to new equipment that would make our job better. <laughs> and 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 it's great and and it has been a great partnership that um, that Casey is really our gear guy. The gear we have, you know, vetted through him first. And then we got it and he worked with it. And it's like, yeah, we can send out this out in the field with any of us that are out shooting um, because it's going to be good. And, you know, one of the big things that we 
improved on this year is uh, a big part of video is audio. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't think about that. It's, it's really, it's probably, it's probably an easier jump and you can tell me I'm wrong, Casey. It's probably an easier jump going from being an audio engineer and a, like a audio producer to a video producer than it is going from a photographer to a video producer. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I'm right, but I think I am because audio is such a huge piece yeah. and, um, and we have to do that right. If you don't get the audio right, the 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 video's garbage. You can't yeah. cheat anything. You can't use a different angle like you right. kind of can with camera work, right? Yeah. Yep. And so so for us, you know, when we were starting out, the the key to doing good audio and maybe you don't have the gear to do good audio, which when we started out, we didn't have great audio gear. Um, we did have great video gear, but not great audio. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you capture it four times. So you have four different mics running into four different recorders. Yeah. You're just hoping one of them's good. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, for sure, redundancy is the king for, for starting out in audio work, you know, with video. Mm-hmm. But, but as we've refined and gotten better tools this year, we made some investments in our audio gear and, we feel so good about it yeah. <laughs> right uh, now that, you know, we're starting to eliminate, we're starting yeah. to eliminate that fourth redundancy, you know, <laughs> and that, that third redundancy <laughs> because we feel good about what we're capturing. And, uh, and, and that's been a huge win for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year is our improvement in, in audio skills. And it's not something you think about much, but when you're, when you are getting video services from someone, pay attention to not what their video looks like. You know, when you're looking at their reel on, on Instagram of all the work they've done, make sure you unmute it <laughs> because, because <laughs> audio makes a huge difference. And, uh, and that's something we've really focused on this year. Even if there's not, what is it? Dead noise, whatever the, of the, from the room, right? Yeah. yeah. What just, is that called? Just that room noise or that white noise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The white noise from the room. You have to even capture that a good yeah. minute of or it just in it case. In. Yeah. Or yeah. add it in and post. And, um, and that's important, you know, and us too, just finding good stock audio for that is smart. Like even bed music. Some people don't know how to do that bed music underneath. You know, when you're watching an ad, there's probably music underneath it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just being able to source good music for that, um, or have it created um, is something that we've, yeah. we've really focused on. So. Yeah. Or just understanding what the tone is. Yeah. And that kind of, again, to marry that creative aspect and that technology aspect of understanding what the tone needs to be throughout the whole piece. Even, yeah. Even sometimes when the client doesn't know it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or realize what they pitched you. But, yeah. you know, yeah, it's the, um, again, just talking about the audio stuff like and technology the the system that we're using now like just a year or two ago it didn't exist to where like if i had a wireless mic system it was just sending the signal over the air to somebody and if somebody's phone went off or if someone walked in front of it potentially it could create an interference uh, effectively ruining the take and you might not even know it if you didn't have someone with ears on in that moment um, headphones then they might not realize that they just ruined it um, so, but with new technology, being able to record on board and send stuff and have safety channels mm-hmm. built into all that so that, you know, everything is already being redundant within that system. Yeah. Like I said, it just, it makes things so much easier, so much easier at weddings or wherever to be able just to throw a mic on somebody mm-hmm. and have the confidence that this is going to be good. Like, yeah. And no having that confidence too with audio helps you get better at 
yeah, setting up your shot, mm-hmm. making sure things are in focus, making sure colors where you want it to be, yeah. because it, it relieves your brain of that. And we've done a good job, I think, this mm-hmm. year uh, of doing that to where we can be a little bit more present in the video shoot and looking at the image of the video shoot because we've got audio down in such a good good system now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard to do all of those tasks, especially mm-hmm. when it's just y'all two. Most uh, times. Most of the most time, time. We contract in people to help us. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, we've got a few people that we contract in for different things. It takes a lot of effort to make something look effortless. And it is supposed to look effortless because you don't want the viewer to think about what work went into it. It's supposed mm. to be entertainment or, yeah. you know, communicate a message, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it's like ballet. Like yeah. a lot of times, if, if you ever go to a ballet, if you see the dancers obviously struggling. Um, then it, you're more concerned about the dancer and you're not watching the movements. Whereas if someone's on point and just throwing their leg up above their head, stone face, no problems, then, you know, you get to just focus on yeah. movements. Yeah. becomes beautiful when you don't see the struggle. Right. And and I think that's, that's a big part of it. Um, and, and, you know, the other thing too about video too, is there's so many different videos consumed so much online. Now everybody has mm-hmm. opinions about it. And, and for us as a video production company that wants to keep costs down and work with as many different customers as we can, we have to be ready for different styles of video too. I mean, people like all different kinds of looks and being prepared to listen to a client and, and do it the way that they'd like it to be done. Um, that's a little bit of a dance. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's been good. It's, it's been good. It's, um, this year too, we started working with a curriculum company for the first time doing, uh, some video content for, for these curriculums that they send out. And that's been fun, you know, and that's, and that's involved some of the new animation stuff we do. Um, and then some music videos and, and, and it's been a, it's been a blast working with a client that really has more creative input. A lot of times we're working with, a a small business here in Cookville and, and they don't really have a creative team or maybe even a marketing team. And so they don't know what they want. And so they come to us and we help them develop that. But this has been working with a company that has a lot of opinions on what the product should look like. And, um, and that's been a new adventure for us too, you know, being able to step back and say, okay, we'll let your, your vision come through. Um, that's been something that we've been honing. Yeah. So. More with Luke Ramey and Casey Lemons of Cookville Creative after the break. Welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm with Casey Lemons and Luke Ramey from Cookville Creative. How did y'all even train in video production? Casey, you have a Lemon Drop Productions. Yeah. So we'll start with you. That's videography and photography, right? Uh, mo- mostly video um, with some photos on the side whenever people just are desperate and need me. Uh, no, well, at least in the beginning. But yeah, uh, the origin story for this one was uh, YouTube was first becoming a thing. And um, despite my other attempts of making video businesses of filming myself play a video game and trying to sell those VHS tapes at Walmart of yeah. how to beat video games, um, I was ahead of my time. You were YouTube before. Really? I was. I mean, you really, YouTube though. Before the internet. <laughs> really, though, I was. <laughs> but... Um, my brother started uh, wanting to pick up some video stuff because he was like, oh, this is a way to get famous. Like the Numa Numa guy just came out and everybody knew about the Numa Numa guy. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he started down the road and he quickly would run into problems because he's not good at computers. And I would be the troubleshooting. I was the guy in the chair. Through all the troubleshooting, I started learning how to. And eventually, once it, my brother realized that 
uh, dubbing over uh, Blue Christmas by Elvis. Once we got past all that and he was like, okay, I'm done with this, I picked up the camera and was like, okay, how do I make money with this? And weddings seemed like the natural course. So at first it was just like, kind of film your wedding, charge you 50 bucks, $100, whatever. Those prices are still good, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) They are not. Um, So it it, it became a lot of that kind of stuff until eventually I met my uh, now wife. We were college age, and she knew people getting engaged and getting married. So then that's kind of when the market blew up for me of doing more and more weddings until the the most weddings we did in a year, I think, was 35 weddings. That's almost every weekend. Yeah, it was never again. (laughs) Casey, does your background in theater help you with production? For sure. I just... I, especially that telling a story and what is going to be effective storytelling, especially like when talking about the animations and stuff like that, of like trying to convey what a character is needing to convey. Like, how, okay, how do I make this little animated stick figure guy look angry? You know? Yeah, and I think we we do a fair amount of live broadcast stuff, and so it might be a live interview. And his knowledge, I think, of understanding vocal patterns and where is this going to go next when you got a panel of people like who's going to be talking next and getting there when they're live i think all that comes from your theater background for sure being able to follow that story and you also understand how awkward or vulnerable you can feel when you're performing yeah for sure and that helps you talk to the people that are in front of the camera right try try to usually yeah (laughs) um sometimes you know you you try to talk them up you give them ideas and everything and a, a lot of times that will work yeah, but yeah. sometimes in the video world, you just have to remind them that we have teleprompter services, yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's no. not failing. No. <laughs> it's winning. It's winning. <laughs> whatever gets it done, whatever, yeah. whatever, however exactly you right. get the shot, uh-huh. you, know, you do yep. it. Yep. Yep. And Luke, you have a wide range of work experience. You've worked in almost every industry, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunate for my parents. Um, I have not been a lot. No, um, <laughs> no, I've I've done a lot of things. Uh, you know, and it's it's my entrepreneurial spirit. I love I love business. I think that's the common thread through all of it. I love building a business. I like um, getting it launched and seeing it work. I get bored with things if they don't change enough, and I'll move on. Um, and that's what's been great about Cookville Creative is we just keep adding new layers to it, and it keeps my attention, which is good. Um, I love that. But yeah, I've done a lot of stuff. I started out, um, you know, doing construction out of high school, um, and uh, did that for a while. Built spec homes out in Fentress County, and uh, and got a real estate license. You know, I did that for a while. And, um, I had a like an all ages music venue in Jamestown where we would bring bands through and stuff. So I managed that for a time, and then I started touring with the band playing music. Um, and then I realized there's more money to be made on the business side of music than there is in the performing side. So I started working on the business side of music and merchandise, in um, advertising at shows and and uh, you know sponsorships um, at music festivals and stuff. So I did that and started a, an advertising firm um, through all that, specifically for live events. And I was able to sell that and and kind of come back here to Cookville. I wanted to stop traveling. Um, and uh, there was a creative director position at a big nonprofit here in town. And they offered me a position. And so I was able to kind of come off the road and, and just kind of handle production and um, kind of running their events. I was there for two years and I started itching for something new. And that's when Casey <laughs> and I met and we got Cookville Creative going. So, yeah, I'm always looking for the next thing. A couple of years ago, I launched a software company. I've never done software before in my life, but it's been a fun adventure too. So yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for something new to do. And Cookville Creative has been a great spot for me to find. 
And you definitely saw a hole in the market, not just with production services being needed in Cookville, but also with social media exploding. One of the things that I feel was a part of my original vision for Cookville Creative that we haven't had a breath really to do um, is this partnership with like local videographers, photographers saying we have a studio space, you should use it. Um, And I think recognizing that so many videographers, and I think it's from knowing Casey and some other guys too, but like wedding videographers, they're run and gun guys. I mean, they've got equipment, they pop it up, but they don't have the facilities to really shoot interview content for a marketing video or, you know, things like that. And so just providing that studio for them um, is huge. And I think that's a hole in our market that I wish I would get better at communicating that with, with other people in town, but Hey, we have that facility. You don't have to rent the Airbnb for the, for the interview. You can use our studio, you know? So things like that, I think, mm-hmm. you know, for me, there's always more, more room. And I love that about Cookville creative. I love that we can be a resource for, Um, both companies that need videos produced, but also for creators that just want to create content. Um, That's been, that's been a big win for me. What do you foresee in your industry? Because we have these disruptive technologies like social media where you can consume media for free. I think we see it in streaming huge right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can see it because it's all coming back around. I mean, it's all coming back around. Netflix has already announced that they're going to be doing tiered memberships with ads now Mm -hmm. and ad because it all comes back around to ad sales is how we fund media being made in America in Western culture. That's how we do it. It's Mm -hmm. how we've always done it. And, and it's coming back around to that and, and it will, you know, even podcasts, you're seeing more commercial breaks in them. You're seeing, you know, all, all that, all that types of things, you know, if you're going to fund it, you have to go back to that. And, and I think being a disruptor there for years, we kind of had the advantage of people thinking of new ways and now we'll fall back into old ways and then we'll find new patterns and come out of them. And I don't know exactly what those patterns will be, but I'm excited to, to see what they are for us. I mean, in, in videography locally, you know, one of the things that we're doing that maybe a videographer wouldn't normally do is when we meet with a client and they say, Hey, we're wanting a series of, you know, frequently asked question videos for our, for our website. We just had a client that we had this conversation with, you know, they're going to live on the website. They're going to be there a long time. We want them to look good. And then we also, maybe while you guys are here, we can shoot a bunch of social media video so we can pop that up. And in that meeting, it was, it was wise for me. It was good for me, for them to tell them your social media content, shoot that with your iPhone. You know what I mean? Like, don't pay us to do that. You can, but please don't because you're overpaying for it. Mm -hmm. That camera that's in your pocket is a great camera. And I can show you some quick tricks to make that easy. And you can text me when you have a problem, but don't pay us to do that because you're, you'd be overpaying for it, but let us handle this stuff. That's going to live a little bit longer. And I think having relationships with the clients like that, I think helps us develop that long-term relationship, you know, Um, because really for, for a lot of aspects of video on social media, you can, a lot of companies can do it themselves with a little bit of encouragement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't, we don't, we don't want to run them into spending money. They don't need to make, yeah. spend, but we'll let them know, you know, when a project seems like, yeah, that's probably something you should spend money on. And we're happy to do it. You know, for a creative wanting to come up and start learning how to make stuff it has never been easier. Yeah, like, that's true. So incredible. Like you like music, same way the technology is there to where the, compared to what it was just 10, 15 years ago, the investment's so much less. Kids have access to stuff that we never did. Never. I mean, it's it's crazy to see. I'm excited to see what's going to be coming in the... Well, I'll say that that's twofold. 
I think we get better content and more creative content, and then we also get terrible content. Yeah. Out of <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of terrible content as well. So yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, it's because it's just become so accessible yeah. that yeah. you know it is bound to happen. But you know, just being able to get so many more voices in there, where like mm-hmm. again, when we were young, to get a really good camera and really good computer to be handle to be able to handle all that stuff, yeah. like. You either had to just get lucky and run into some of that stuff, or honestly, your parents need, needed to have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. It was that, expensive. Like, yeah, to get yeah. you started down that yeah. road. And, you know, that was one thing like Lemon Drop starting out was like, that I was so proud of it because, like, I started out with a borrowed camera. Yeah. And yeah. started, like, would borrow that camera until I made money. And then I bought my own camera. And then I made money from that camera. I bought another camera. And it just kept building up to where it is now. It's it's fun to look back and have an appreciation of where you came from. And I, I shot all of my first video stuff uh, from my son's YouTube page with a Canon Rebel yeah. T3 was my <laughs> first one. Um, and and it shot 720 and it was terrible and I didn't know how to light things. And, mm-hmm. and just remembering where I came from, I, I still have the first lighting setup I ever bought in the little kit. They're terrible. Um but, you know, things like that, like looking back where technology was then and what was easily accessible now, then, but now you don't have to buy that mid-grade, low-end camera anymore. You can just get a cell phone, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. great. De- and de- default, you're shooting 4K. Yeah. The technology, the software, yeah. everything has democratized media a bit, mm-hmm. which is great because then you it's have good. more voices Absolutely. that can be heard and people that can be seen. And now even YouTube creators teach you how to create. Yeah. Right. You can learn how to work a camera on YouTube. You don't necessarily <laughs> yeah. have to go to school. No. Like, no. YouTube University. <laughs> yeah. YouTube University is is a good place. Yeah, it's viable. Yeah, like, it you is. You can absolutely do it. Absolutely. Way. Absolutely. In video production, you can do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And if someone wants to go to school for film, there's nothing wrong with that. It does give you some advantages. Of course. But, but you can learn how to be a practitioner of the art in your own home. And I think clients and especially people here are starting to see how they can take advantage of all of these things, mm-hmm. even in Cookville or the yeah. Upper Cumberland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luke Ramey and Casey Lemons of Cookville Creative remind the people where they can find you online. Yeah, cookvillecreative.com is the best place to find us. But we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, Cookville Creative. Cookville Creative, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to see what you do next. I'm Caroline Moore for Local Matters.